magic lamp. Wonder what happens when I rub it. You have awakened me. I shall grant you three wishes. My first wish is for economic development. My second wish is to save hours of travel time. And my third wish is to create safer roads. You could have just wished for bus rapid transit and gotten all these things with one wish. Make all your transit wishes come true. Learn more about bus rapid transit at indigo.net slash bus dash rapid dash transit. My name is Nigel Guy Relford, filling in for Jason Hammer. Obviously, uh, we'll get to all the latest, everything you need to know in the breaking news, the arrest. There has been an arrest in the Delphi murders and uh, up-to-the-minute information all evening long here on 93 WIBC. We're going to switch gears for a minute, go to the drivehubler.com hotline and bring on Kevin Bowen from the Kevin and Query Show, 107.5 The Fan so, KB, tell me if I get this right. Colts lose at home to Washington 17-16. It was like a heartbreaking, stunning loss. The, the, the Colts were up by double digits with like four or five minutes to go, right? Yeah. Or, or by two um, scores. Yeah, two scores. Yeah, two-score lead of five minutes to go. The stat I saw today, Nige, um, Washington had lost 128 of 129 straight games when facing that situation. So, yeah. Uh, There are so many negative stats like that about the Colts. The commentators uh, yesterday kept rattling stat after stat off about in a negative fashion about the Colts. They're they're piling up, man. Yeah, the Colts should hang a banner of, like, we can create historic stats. Not always for us, but uh, that has happened way too often. Yeah, so, and then, but, I mean, you have the backup quarterback, for the commanders driving what I, I don't know 90 yards in the last two minutes to win the game how pathetic was that yeah you know, and I find found myself kind of reminiscing a little bit you know Tar Glenn ring of honor yesterday so yes. you have all the former greats in the building yep. and, uh, there's Dwight Franey and there's Robert Mathis I'm thinking to myself how much they feasted in those opportunities to finish a game you know yeah. we talk about closers in baseball you know pass rushers are that in football uh, if you've got a two-score lead, you know that team's an obvious passing situation, and yet you, you you couldn't close it. And Taylor Heineke, who I think is very similar to Sam Ellinger, did a great job of keeping some plays alive, and you weren't able to get that closing sack, that closing strip fumble to ice that game. And I felt like in the Peyton era, when those leads were built, Freeney and Mathis slammed the door shut. Hey, should there have been a penalty call? Did I see that right? McLaurin, the, the dude from from Indianapolis who went to Cathedral, won a couple state titles. He's He plays for the Commanders, right? I get that right, McLaurin? Yeah. Is that his name? Uh-huh. Should uh-huh. he, did he, yeah. after he scored, did he take off his helmet and start taunting? So I thought the difference in that, and, and I, I need to double check and confirm this, but I know a lot of people are bringing that up because in the Carolina game, Carolina guy caught a Hail Mary, yes. did that, got yes. a penalty, and they missed the extra point. I think the difference yesterday was McLaurin waited until the timeout to take his helmet off. I uh, believe you're allowed okay. to take take your helmet off during a timeout, get water. Obviously, he was doing more than getting water, but what a hell of a play. And for a no kid that, you know, grew up uh, dressing up as Marvin Harrison for Halloween, he <laughs> see Marvin before the game. He said him and his dad sat in Section 540. Uh, I can see why his emotion was what it was. Yeah, so what's, what was the main storyline of this game? Was it Ellinger and his his performance, uh, backup quarterback, now the starting quarterback for your Indianapolis Colts? How'd he do? Yeah, I think so. You know, I, 
obviously we're grading on a little bit of a curve just because it is his first ever start. He's a six-round pick, and it's not like he's taken a ton of starting reps in his NFL career. I thought I, – I, I think God would be pretty pleased. Um, you know, I didn't feel like it would be deer in the headlights for him. I thought he would be able to kind of – acquit himself you know, pretty well from a mental standpoint. It wouldn't be like too daunting for him. I was a little bit more worried about his arm and just at the big league level on an NFL Sunday and facing the defense game plan for you. And honestly, Nige, he made some pretty nice throws down the field. Yes. You know, great ball to Alec Pierce for a huge gain. I mean, it's not huge. his fault Michael yep. Pittman dropped that one late. That was a perfect throw by Ellinger over the middle to, to Pittman. He had a really nice uh, ball to Naheem Hines down the sideline. Another one that uh, drew a pass interference penalty to Paris Campbell. So this is an offense right now that is way too stagnant, not enough vertical passing game. And I thought Ellinger provided just some opportunities to make some plays. You know, now the question is, can you do it on the road? Can you do it against a Bill Belichick defense this weekend? All those things. But I thought for his first start, um, yes, he had a big fumble in the second quarter. Um, but I thought all in all, it was it was pretty good. How is um, and I know he's been injured a, a little bit, but how overall how how's running back Jonathan Taylor's season been so far? Yeah, I thought last week was a really nice step forward, and then this past week again a little bit stuck in mud. I, I know his numbers were decent. Yeah, huge fumble there late. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. or I guess third quarter, but it's not the second time this year he's fumbled in the second half on a drive that looks like the Colts are going to go in and score at Lucas Oil, did it in the Tennessee game. Um, and and you, you just can't have that. Uh, but I don't think the offensive line has blocked great for him. Again, some nice moments yesterday. I do think the presence of Ellinger should help the run game because Ellinger can make plays with his legs. Uh, but, yeah, certainly nowhere near the season Taylor had last year. And he's battled an ankle injury. Uh, which he tweaked again yesterday. Kevin Bowen, 107.5 The Fan here on the Hammer and Nigel Show. You mentioned that uh, Pittman drop that could have changed the game towards the end there. And and like you said, the Ellinger fumble, the Jonathan Taylor, the second half fumble, uh, just some terrible holding penalties. Uh, I'm not saying terrible in the sense that they weren't actual penalties. They're just, you know, Ellinger makes these big uh, scrambles these, and just th- th- those whole, I mean, just a lot of costly errors in this game, wasn't there? Yeah, and I think that is something the offensive line will have to get used to with Ellinger. Is like you, you probably have to block a little bit longer <laughs> and just a little bit different because he is a guy that can get out of the pocket and at times you think, oh, you know, I can you know grab the guy here and, and, and you know not have to be worried about a holding penalty. Now that guy's kind of straining to get out onto Ellinger, and that it exposes you a bit. So only three penalties for the Colts yesterday, the fewest of the season. But they but were big like ones. Said, uh, costly ones, and all three on the offensive line, and that's a group that continues to underperform. Yeah, they're, they're talking a little bit more about the O line and how, just how disappointing they've been. I mean that that one play with Quentin Nelson late in the game when they're in the shotgun and he just got steamrolled. I mean, that was that was awful. Yeah, you know, it's a. Um, I think Nelson and Ryan Kelly are not sniffing the amount of money that you're paying them, um, <laughs> and have really underperformed for you. And I would start there. I mean, questions at left tackle and right guard entering the year were there, but I mean, Nelson and Kelly are being paid to be Pro Bowl caliber guys, and outside of name recognition, they have not played like that this season for you. Um, I know we live in our indie bubble, Nige, but yeah. I, I've mentioned this a few times yeah. this, this year. I, I don't think there's a position group that's underperformed more in the NFL this season than the O-line Ooh. of the Colts. Um, again, it's the highest-paid group in the league, and yet here you are, you know, struggling with sacks and the run game needing a jolt. 
uh, you know, costly penalties. You haven't really had injuries even hit that group yet, and you've really, really struggled. So uh, Chris Bauer's biggest core belief has really hurt this team. Last thing before we let you go, is the trade deadline, is it tomorrow? Is it? Tomorrow at four, and, yep. And are the Colts, do they need to do anything, or are they? you think they'll pull any triggers? I think they need to sell. I think they need to sell a piece or mm. two. I think they got to acknowledge where they're at right now as a franchise and realize next year's draft is really important. And if you can add some draft picks to help you, you know, trade up or, you know, whatever, further bolster other parts of your roster, I think you got to take a long, hard look at it, find a desperate team and see if you can, you know, kind of fleece them. Um, if, if possible, that's what I would be doing. Uh, trades are pretty uncommon in the NFL and in general, the Colts, I think, um, not to end, end this interview on a sour subject, but Trent Richardson would be the last in-season yeah. trade for the Colts. Um, it's not too commonplace, but yeah. again, I think with some of these guys and how they perform contract-wise, um, I think you got to look at it and be honest with yourself of where you're at. And it's a team right now that's probably three games back in the division, and they get like a 14% chance to make the playoffs. Mm. And you turn to a you know really young quarterback, and it's foreign territory, which means I think you got to take – another look towards the future where can people find more of your stuff kb yeah kevin Aquari is the morning show on our sister station that's 1075 the fan and then all uh, the written content up on 1075 thefan.com kevin bowen thank you very much sir we'll talk to you next week you bet happy halloween night back at you brother coming up next brian kilmeade from fox news we'll talk uh, all about the midterm elections coming up next week it's the hammer and nigel show